Welcome the band known as Manzanita Falls to the stage at the Phoenix Theater. One of the joys of doing this show is featuring longtime well-known groups from our area, and Manzanita Falls definitely falls into that category. It is currently March 2017, and the band is gearing up for the release of their new album, Abilene. Tonight we will go in-depth on that album, as well as get to know the people behind the music. Please welcome to the program, Manzanita Falls. Manzanita Falls. Thank you for having hey. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. <sighs> Thank you for coming. Yeah. But the, the album is important. It's very culminative. Um, the the album is about death. I, I know that much. Um, and the band has been around since 2011, but it's like kind of going through this like transitional period right now. So uh, like many people who have bands, this, this uh, it's interesting that the band, you try to keep together through all kinds of crazy life things. And sometimes crazy life things happen within the band and sometimes crazy life things happen outside the band that can threaten it. You've had uh, Stu was in this band for a long time, Stuart Markham. Um, He is no longer here in the band. He's still alive, of course. (laughs) Yes. Uh, We're we're glad about that. Way too busy. But that's a pivotal thing because he was a very important part of this band, was he not? Absolutely, yeah. And and now, of course, Ross is replacing him. Mm -hmm. We're excited about that. Jeremy, you're the principal lyricist for the band, correct? Yeah. Um, do you want to just do an overview, just a general zoomed out discussion or talk about what this new album means to you? Yeah. Um, this album, uh, it, as you said, a lot of it has to, has to do with death. And, and it, it's kind of the concept of how death and life are constantly... The, they're in, they're in, a, in a... You can define life by death and you can define life by death or death by life is you know you can't have one without the other kind of concept so when when a lot of the songs like a lot of the lyrics is it started in the concept of that we went on tour we had a near-death experience we rolled our trailer um in texas abilene texas and uh we we're all lucky to be walking away um can we, can we go in depth to that because i've heard you reference that everybody references that <laughs> and it's always referred to as the accident yeah and it seems like this experience that will never leave any of you. No. Do you mind going deep into that? And what I like about this, I was saying to somebody earlier, it's like, I think it was you. Mm. It's like a lot of people probably ask about the accident, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. let's just like describe it so well right now <laughs> so that you can just point them to this episode from now on. You never have to talk about it again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to describe it. Matt doesn't remember too much of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't remember anything. So. Uh... <laughs> oh, actually, and there's a song about that, as I recall. Specifically to yeah. that. Yeah, that we were driving uh, in the early morning to through Abilene or about to get to Abilene. We were just on the outskirts of that town on the way to Dallas to do a, an acoustic show. And um, it was kind of a freak accident. We had this big fifth wheel. I, I asked my grandpa if I could borrow his fifth wheel. We didn't know what we were doing. on This is our first <laughs> national tour. Hemorrhaging <laughs> money on gas. Yeah, oh my God. Just hemorrhaging. I think one of our first <laughs> tour photos was just taking a picture of the gas uh, price on it was just like $140. It was a double tank. So we were driving. It was actually almost exactly noon, and it was a clear, sunny day. There was, like, no weather-related issues to, to contribute to us crashing. Um, 
Matt uh, Modog or Matt Robinson was actually in the trailer. Yeah, was in the trailer, and I was in the trailer practicing. I was actually, yeah, I was in. It was a fifth wheel trailer. Just a. Is that, that's not legal, is it? Well, the irony of it all is that I was terrified to ride in the trailer, so I was like, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm in the front seat, buckled in like a mm-hmm. good, obeying <laughs> the rules of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but so as we're as we're going along. Um, just a tire exploded and flipped us and we were going about 70 miles an hour and we yeah like i said uh matt robinson and myself were in the trailer and we just started spinning and at one point i remember i i it spun slowly at first and i i just remember feeling uh, this this falling back and i started i actually turned i remember turning to like turning to the wall and then the wall just disappeared and uh then it was just like whipped like three three times over at least and then um i ended up under a bunch of rubble and i mean you you yeah i remember um if you've ever um hated your alarm clock let me tell you there's a worse way to wake up and i experienced it that day and uh yeah it was it was something else i remember hearing Stu was driving i remember hearing him scream I remember hearing Jeremy scream. You were playing guitar back there at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I was playing. Yeah, it started. That's. It started kind of floating away from me about yeah. the same time that I was fall. That he, I was falling back, and uh, and I was like, ah. I like the uh, way you tell the story of that he he was running. He was like trying actually, to run yeah. on the wall and keep actually, up with like, it, like a hamster in <laughs> like a hamster a wheel. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> at first it kind of started to tip. It, it, it started to tip over, and so I, I remember turning, putting my hands in my and putting my feet actually on the wall and. And then it was just like I maybe got like a step, and then it just whap, it just spun. And next thing I know, I'm just uh, on the ground trying to punch this like plexiglass little side window that was on the. On, and I'm like screaming for him because he disappeared yeah. into the because I saw him before. And then well, after the, the spun, yeah. The crazy part about him is that he uh, he was sleeping on the couch in there, um, and uh, underneath that couch was my DW9000 kick pedal, which is like heavy, heavy metal. And uh, it would be about under his head. And that pedal was bent like a U and he walked away relatively unfun- like unscathed. Well, you know what? They had a, there was a bed in that trailer and that's where I was sleeping originally. We had, we had pulled like a ridiculous drive the night before, like yeah, an eight we hour drove drive. all night before that. And I was just exhausted. That's why I was sleeping so late. And uh, I was sleeping on the bed, but it was too bouncy. It's the With one that's the, like over the, over it, the bed yeah, of the truck, the you know, the truck. Wheel. So for what, it, like, I was just like, I need to move. This is horrible. And uh, so I moved down there to the couch and uh, I'm pretty sure, like, say what you want about fate but i'm pretty sure i would have been smashed into oblivion had wow. i stayed up on that bed it's crazy who was the most injured uh matt coy here the <laughs> and, drummer yeah. yeah and how badly were you injured uh it looks like i probably put my head through the side window so i ended up with a uh, fractured c5 c6 vertebra um which all things considered was about as lucky as you could get with a, a broken bones in your neck it was i mean it was fractured on the outside it nicked the nerves going through um, coming out the side. So my thumb's numb still. Um, and I initially thought I broke my arm. So I remember just like telling these guys, like I broke my arm and they're like, you're, you're using it. You're holding your phone with your arm. And I'm like, no, it's broken. But it was all the nerves were so smashed coming out that it just felt like it was, um, yeah, but it was fractured C5, C6, and then a pretty severe concussion. 
So oh. the guy strapped in had the most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because I can see it coming. Yeah. And I oh, can't right. do anything about You're it. Tensed up. Yeah. It, yeah. And you outlined this experience in the song Abilene. Yeah. Uh, Tom spent some time with it, and he actually thought somebody had died in it. Yeah, oh, I couldn't yeah. tell what uh, what the final result was, and uh, you guys yeah. all came through it in one piece. Well, not yeah. in one piece, but alive. Our friend wow. laid out yeah. on the highway, broken gla- uh, glass yeah. and gasoline. gasoline. Well, that's yeah. yeah. I came. The, my brief memories of it is uh, him running up to the cab, and I'm hanging upside down, and he says, you know, he's screaming, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, go check on Stu. Because I felt fine, and wow. then it was when I got out, I remember like holding my neck, and I was laying in a puddle of gasoline, and like a good Samaritan cool. just was like, you can't lay here. You got to get up, got me to the other side of the road. <laughs> yeah. then well, there's, we, a, there's a reason that you're detecting that there's more to that song than just the accident, and I'm sure Jeremy could speak more to that. With He's the songwriter, so yeah. the, the creative process, what, what you drew on. The oh, interplay with your grandma. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, right. and that all comes back to, got you know, it. It, like our accident our near-death experience and then on, unfortunately a lot of the more recent things towards the end of, of us writing this album and finalizing especially Abilene that, that song took a, a, over three years to finish writing the third verse alone took like over a year and it, it just um, my grandmother passed away um, a year ago and three or four days from now March 3rd last year and then uh, his uh, Matt Coit's mother uh, she, she passed away uh, last April uh, so it was, um, it was, it was kind of an all encompassing between our close call and all the things that have happened and, and our lives and where we are. And, and then also coming to realizing our life as well as feeling the, the presence of the death that's around our family and our friends and, and just wanted to put that into a song and, and talk, talk about it across and see all the relations of it. Well, yeah, some of the things you've told me about is like death sitting there watching us and letting us go, whereas sitting in, you know, with his grandma and, you know, basically taking her, right? So it's that death making that choice of like none of us should have walked away from that. Right. I mean, and we all did. And, you know, it's just that that play between the two. Yeah. and, And that's why each verse starts the same way. Um, it's, I saw you, didn't know it, but I saw you. And it's, it's, it's me speaking in first person to death himself. Uh, the first time he allows us, he lets us go, you know, count your losses, count your blessings. And then the second time it's, he's ominously, he's, he's around and I'm caring for my grandmother cause I was there for her quite a bit towards the end of her life. And in the third verse, he's, he's there, um, when she passes the third verse, how does it start? Um, peeling back the floral paper walls. Ah. That's the one I struggle, even when we play it, I struggle sometimes to get through it because it's the um, set line about all the things, like all the questions that I'll never ask, all the answers I'll never get, right? Or all the answers I'll never hear. Yeah. Those lines get me because my mom died real unexpectedly. I mean, it was, she was at my show on Friday and she was gone on Sunday and, uh, so when I hear like those lyrics, I almost don't like that he's such a good lyricist sometimes just because yeah. uh, it kind of gets to me while I'm playing, but um, I guess it's worth it. And how, I'm sorry to dwell on it, but how recently did your mother pass? Uh, it'll be a year in April, so it's a little under a year. Yeah. yeah. And your grandmother passed around the same time? Uh, March 3rd of last year, so just, yeah. 
Abilene kind of goes between the car accident and these deaths you guys have dealt with. A very interesting visual to me. You driving back 3,000 miles alone, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. With all the band stuff. All you've got is your thoughts. Yeah. And I bet the thoughts are kind of dark. And uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. It, and a very, it was, it was both scary and exciting. I, I got stuck in a snowstorm, and this is right after we were in a huge wreck. So I remember just sweat dripping down my hands in Wyoming and like all, and, and if you listen to the Matt Drives at Night song, like I, I bring specific points all the way from, from the wreck on. Well, he played shows all the way home. You did. So he and played shows all the I way. Picked, he, yeah. he picked up his Okay, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. On. You played shows all the way home. Am I, am I understanding correctly? You played the shows the full band was supposed to play? I tried to <laughs> play a few of them, but the, the, a lot of them I couldn't make it in time. There was, yeah. like a, there was a stagger between the dates that we were supposed to be in places. And but this is a remarkable <laughs> aspect to add, yeah. okay? Yep. So you had these days. You had this horrible accident happen. Mm. Band goes home because, obviously, there's some injuries and some trauma. Yeah. Um, gear's got to get home and what the heck we've already got the dates book let's see if we Did you have to go out and buy a new guitar uh i had Stu's guitar that's yeah, what it was Stu's yeah guitar. Stu had an acoustic guitar and it had just a little punch a hole in the back but other than that it was still fine and so i use his guitar uh, this this visual of you driving back it's like a man possessed right um I, I wonder, because you and I don't know each other really well outside of the music world and being, hey, hello, how are you? Yeah. You just strike me as somebody who carries a lot of darkness with you, <laughs> but you just keep moving forward no matter what and keep punching because there's a lot more to you than we've described here. Um, you're in this band. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have a studio that so many people who've played this stage uh, rent rooms from. You yeah. manage that studio. It's, is it just Man's Anita Studios? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured do a double plug on the band. Yeah, <laughs> but, th- but that that's a, a, a role that you play that a lot of people know you for. Uh, you also work in a, a hospital, I believe. Yeah, I work and in an ICU at Kaiser. You work in an ICU at Kaiser, and you face death every day. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like just hearing these stories and, like, looking at you, this is a man who experiences a lot of darkness, um, maybe succumbs to it sometimes, but just keeps punching forward. Would you say that's an accurate statement? Yeah, I would. I would say that's pretty accurate. How do you deal with the amount of pain and horror and suffering you see in your job? Because um, we talked about it briefly a couple months ago about how it's uh, when we were prepping yeah. for the music video. I have to think that that plays a role into all this stuff, too. I have to think it sinks into your psyche a little bit. Yeah, I think that I, I think at some points I, I almost I get worried about pigeonholing myself and writing too much about death because I find myself seeing these both tragic and amazing stories all the time in, in the ICU. I, you know, I, I try to not get too... It's, that's the hard thing about people that work in healthcare in general and this is taking away from the band is, is you want to be invested in the people that you're taking care of because you really want to be there for them. You want to be empathetic of understanding what they're going through, but you don't want to be too involved to the point where you can't go home and think about your own life and, and you, and you carry this weight of the people. And sometimes, sometimes you just can't, sometimes you, you, you take some of it home with you. And that definitely comes out in my songwriting. And I think the, the best way to that I, I deal with it is uh, try to be creative, try to, try to, to feel like I'm making a tangible object, something that I can, that I can reflect on that makes me feel like something is moving. And I, um, 
I try to focus on a lot, especially, especially in the hospital, I try to focus on getting to be a part of not only the people that pass and, and be there for them, but also be there for the people that, you know, getting to see the people go out and, uh, you know, get out and, and live their lives and continue to not unlike our accident, but get to get back up and continue their lives where, where they left off and try it. And sometimes people make a big difference being in that moment. It can be very cathartic and you get to be a part of that. It, it's, it's yeah, a lot of times really rewarding. Yeah. I would just would imagine this would be a completely different band if not for that occupation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have to talk about the, you know, the, the, the job that you work through this entire thing. Cause obviously it's the band, but I do think that it, there's overlap. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like some of the heaviness that you carry, um, do you feel like that would exist whether you worked in that line of work, uh, regardless? I, I don't think that it would be as, uh, as much of a forefront in, in my writing. Yeah. I, I don't think so. If I didn't, see it every day you know because when you write about a subject you know let's say you're starting writing when you're young you know you might like writing love songs and you might write like a lot of love songs but you're gonna write a lot of really crappy love songs and you're gonna try you're gonna go through a lot of crappy relationships before you can accurately describe one in a good song and i think that to a certain extent what i've what i've seen in the hospital in my personal life and the things that we've been through in a band I think I'm proud of this album and, and I'm happy about the lyrics because I had to go through so much of yeah. this in different aspects before ever writing this. What struck you, Tom? I mean, you've spent a lot of time with this album. Did any of the yeah. themes or... Uh... Well, you know, knowing something about what it was about, uh, it, it feels like there's... Uh, most of the album is about ending something. Weatherman uh, had that feel. In fact, I think the last line was a goodbye line, as I recall. I thought that the last line was really cool. Yeah. As if I, as if there was, was a, way a way out, out, as if there was an answer, part of me knew she'd take part of me with when, when she, she left took, here. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it, there's, there's a feeling throughout the album that, yeah, something is, it's almost the one door is closing, one door is opening. There's, yeah. there's definitely the feel of, of leaving something and coming into something new, mm-hmm. uh, making the decision to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abilene was not making the decision to move on. But it certainly was a pivotal point, and it was a move-on piece. Does the songwriter uh, focus on uh, the the beginning that follows the end, or does the songwriter sometimes focus a lot on just the fact that everything ends? When you say the songwriter, you mean <laughs> I mean me. you. <laughs> just making sure. Well, we've talked a lot about death, and we've talked a lot about yeah, things ending. Right. I wonder, do you sometimes get hung up on the fact that everything ends? Do I get hung yeah, up do on you. things ending? No, yeah. well, just or, the idea or, that, you know, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die, this oh, relationship's yeah. going to end. I mean, that that can feel like a negative place to be, but um, I wouldn't be surprised, having spent some time with your work, that maybe sometimes your thoughts take you there. Yeah, uh, I... I I spend a lot of, I spend a lot of time there, It's it, and, and I don't... Um, I don't know how to answer that. That's a great question. Um, can I... I I've... Yeah. From watching, from being good friends with Jeremy, and you know, watching, I I feel like you spend a lot of time being afraid of that and working hard to prevent things ending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're always you you get kind of manic if you feel like something's wrong or amiss, or you you work really hard to prevent it from falling apart. Um, so I feel like you're you spend a lot of time, you know, 
and you capture that uh, this uh, throughout the album. Actually, as I think about it, the theme is almost the inevitability of something ending. Do you have trouble staying still? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right now this is this is like I'm moving my feet. I'm well, my but I mean, yeah. more than that. Like, do you have trouble just not like having a night just to kind of like take it easy? Oh, Are you somebody yeah. who's always got to be moving. Yeah, I I can't. Uh, staying home is the bane of my existence. I I got to be out doing something. I. I'm always, it's actually kind of a problem for me as I'm always wearing too many hats and I'm, I'm, I'm always put, spreading myself too thin, but it's, it's the way I like to do things. But sometimes I wonder like, is it a problem or is it, is it a gift that you are so restless and you can channel that restlessness to like try to shape a world that you want to live in? I feel that I, to a certain extent, it's definitely a gift because, you know, I, I have never been okay to just sit at home and not be doing something, not to be a part of something. But at the same time, um, I like, so it's almost a, it's a problem in the sense that I like everything. I want to do everything. I want to, you know, I want to paint. I want to go outside. I want to do, I want to create a business. I want to, I want to educate myself. And the problem for it's a it's a great thing to have, but I think it can be a problem when you can't decide which you want more. And and there is a limit to how many things you can do at once. And after a while, you have to decide which things you're willing to suffer or go in the background or back burner a little bit more. Because there have been times where I wanted to spend the day working on music. I had some great ideas, and there have been times that I was not able to do that because I didn't because I spread myself too thin and I have made a lot of changes to make sure that what is most important to me, the primary things that are most important to me stay in the highest amount of focus. So I had not spent much time with Manzanita Falls prior to like the last few months, even though you guys have been playing music for so long. And that's very, very strange because you guys have played a lot of shows in Sonoma County and you are definitely a band that people know. Um, and it's really been a thrill to get to know you guys and also to get to know the music. I hope some other people are going to have that experience through this episode. And I hope that um, this can be a nice companion piece for the new album, which is Abilene, which is coming out spring of 2017. So um, everybody should check that out. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for joining yeah, us thanks tonight. For coming thank, thank you. you so thanks much. for having us. Really. And thank uh, you. our interview has concluded, but everyone should stick around because Manzanita Falls is going to play us a collection of new songs. Thanks again, guys. Thanks. Thank, thank you, thank guys.
As long as you leave 
Didn't know it, but I saw you on the high noon of Abilene. My friend laid out on the highway, broken glass and gasoline. Whatever you think you've got to say, Count your losses, count our blessings, let us make our getaway. I saw you 
Didn't know it, but I saw you as I helped her struggle up the drive. Her hands, so frail on the railing, chip the paint and follow close behind. Whatever you think you've got to say. Bite your tongue until the blood runs down your face. saw you, didn't know it, but I saw you peeling back the floral paper walls and the red stems under her skin, wilting from its color as you pull on my shoulder. See, the cracks are the only things that grow. In her empty flower pots and broken bones And I hear your name in the creaks of the hospital pews And I hear your name in the echoes of her empty room And I hear your name in the questions that I'll never ask In the answers that I'll never hear I'll hear your name I'll hear your name
got a lot of dirt on me And I know I got a lot of dirt on you And we know We can bury each other in the things we didn't do Cause I know Must have told you about a thousand times Are you here? 
to break bread Are you here to bleach my bones and hang me out to dry where you keep your dead alive Is it love of life? 